let us not allow ourselves to be ignorant of what God is saying in his word because we shall have no excuse if he comes and we are caught unprepared. Good morning, my dear friends. It's another occasion for us to be together and uh, to share in the living bread, the bread of life, the word of the Lord. Our reading today is on the subject of the second, second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, for he is indeed coming back and he is coming back sooner than we imagine. And so what is our attitude then as we wait for his coming? This is uh, what uh, we are just about to read today. And we are praying that the Holy Spirit may be upon us to teach us that we may understand and also be committed to doing what Christ is teaching us in his word. Let us pray. Our gracious Father Almighty, we thank you for yet another occasion to share the word of God together. You are the teacher. And all we are doing is to echo what you have yourself said. So help us, Lord, to be humble and to, to treat this word with a lot of respect with a lot of humility. I pray, Father, the ears of many will be opened and they will hear you and they will be quickened to, to, to receive your salvation this very day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Our reading is from the book of First uh, Thessalonians, chapter 4, verses uh, 13 to 18. And this is what the Bible says. It is on the subject of the coming of the Lord. Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ, after that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with, the, with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. Amen. 
Praise the Lord God Almighty. The word of the Lord is clear, my friends, that the Lord is coming, whatever others may say. And so, after the events of Easter and the ascension of Jesus Christ back into heaven and uh, the coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, what is the next big thing on the Christian calendar? It is the second coming of the Lord and Savior, the one and only Jesus Christ. This is according to the promise of God. And Jesus himself talked about it. He and he talked about it often. The writers of the New Testament also wrote quite a lot about it. For our benefit, I will reproduce some of the verses, including Jesus' own words about his second coming. Here we go. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man will come at an hour you do not expect him. Matthew 24, 44. I will come again and I will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. Immediately after Jesus had, uh, immediately after Jesus had ascended to heaven, two angels, um, you know, came to his disciples and told them, this Jesus who was taken up to heaven will come in the same manner as you saw him go into heaven. This is Acts 1, uh, verse 11. And then Paul taught, the Lord himself will come down from heaven with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. These are some of the words we have just read. Christ will appear a second time not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Book uh, That is Hebrews 9.28. And the coming of the Lord is at hand, says James in 5.8. And the day of the Lord will come like a thief. That is Peter, 2 Peter 3.10. And when he appears, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. First uh, John 3.2. And yes, I'm coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. Those are the very last words of the New Testament as recorded in Revelation chapter 22, verses 20 to 21. So, my dear friends, as we can see, the theme of the second coming of Jesus Christ dominates much of the New Testament. It is, in fact, the Christian hope. It is our hope as believers, as the New Testament church. It is this hope that has kept Christians going and believing and going strong and remaining faithful in spite of years and years of persecution. The good news is that the kingdom of God 
is still increasing and expanding. And many are coming in, they are entering in every day, and this will continue until Christ returns. Yet, many, including theologians and teachers of the word of God, have doubted the truth of, the, of Christ's coming back. But we are saying, let them deny. But let us believe. Let us read the word of God and hear what Christ himself and his apostles say, uh, and not people who deny the very written word of the Lord. But yet, we also do have our own questions, uh, legitimate questions. So let us look at some of, uh, some of the issues that arise from this um, expected event. Now, uh, let me say that um, it's a bit of a dilemma for us who believe in that we do believe that Jesus is coming and that he himself said he was going to come back. And the angel told the disciples he will come back physically and visibly as you saw him go in the book of Acts. And the apostles wrote, and another, other writers of the New Testament inspired, you know, uh, uh, writers of the New Testament recorded and, and, and emphatically that Christ was indeed coming back. But the question was at that time and still remains when is Jesus coming back? Now, here again, Jesus was careful to answer that question because the disciples asked him, uh, even when he was with them and, um, uh, in this world. Here are some of the responses, what is written about this. For the Son of Man will come at an hour you do not expect him. Matthew 24, 44. Therefore, keep watch. Keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. Again, Matthew 25, that is 13, and there's much, much more. There's, there's much, much more about this. Um, I mean, so this being the case, that is, because we do not know the hour, anyone pretending to know the time of his coming, or to predict, or to fix the day of Christ's coming is no doubt a false prophet. Many books have been written predicting the coming of the Lord. And it is most unfortunate that some Christians have allowed themselves to be deceived in spite of what is clearly written here in the Bible. So what does the Bible say? What will happen when Jesus Christ returns? Christians who take the Bible to be true and the final authority agree that the coming of the Lord, at the coming of the Lord, unbelievers, those who do not believe in him, those who reject him, those who reject his words will be judged. And believers will be rewarded and will live with Christ in a new heaven and a new earth forever and forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. That is just what uh, our, our, our scripture this morning has also told us. Furthermore, all evil will be banished. 
There will be no more sin or sorrow or suffering. And God will be worshipped by all his people in his eternal kingdom. Now, now um, for our own benefit, Jesus graciously gave us certain signs to watch for as indications that his coming was near. That is, although we do not know the actual timing or the actual date of his coming, Jesus has given us signs in his word that will give us a clear indication that the coming is near so that we may not be caught unawares. Um, number one, the preaching of the gospel to the nations. One of his very last words is when he committed the great commission to the disciples is when he told them, go into the whole world and make disciples of every nation. And Mark you, baptizing them in the name of the law, of the, of the God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe what I have commanded you. So listen, the word of the Lord must be sincere, seriously and sincerely taught to every new disciple of Jesus Christ. And my question is, are we doing that as a church of Jesus Christ? Or all we're interested in is numbers. So the gospel will be preached to all the nations preceding the coming of the Lord. Mark, Mark chapter 13, 10 and Matthew 24, 14. And then there's the matter of the great tribulation. And the word says, because those will be days of distress, unequaled from the beginning, when God created the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, whom he has chosen, he has shortened them. Again, it's Mark 13, 19 to 20. The great tribulation will precede the coming of the Lord. The other, the other indicator or the other sign is the coming of many false prophets. False Christs and false prophets will appear and perform false signs and miracles to deceive the elect, if that were possible. So be on your guard. The word says, I have told you everything ahead of time. These are the words of Christ Jesus himself Mark chapter 13, 22 to 23. There will also be signs in the heavens. And we are told that the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. There's a man of lawlessness. In his letter to the Thessalonians, Paul says that Christ will not return until the man of lawlessness is first revealed and the Lord will then destroy him at his coming. This evil man is identified with a beast in the book of Revelation and is also called 
the Antichrist, the Antichrist. The other event uh, that will be, will indicate um, the near coming of the Lord is the salvation of Israel. Paul says that after rejecting Jesus and crucifying him, all Israel will finally, finally accept Jesus Christ as their Messiah and as their Savior and Lord. And all Israel will be saved, Romans 11, 25 to 26. And so, what is our reaction then? Okay, I mean, I've given all these scripture verses. It's for, my, for you, all our benefit. And so let me urge us all to take time to go through these, to go through these scriptures and other scriptures that talk about the coming of the Lord, and let us take time, because I know many don't read the book of Revelation. Many people just live from day to day. Many just go through the motions, but they have no real hope or any expectation of the future. Jesus says, therefore, under the circumstances that we have described, the events that will happen before the coming of the Lord, be on your guard. Be on your guard. So on the basis of these scriptures, uh, there can be no doubt that Jesus is surely coming back again. But because of the list, because of these signs that must precede his coming, therefore, some Christians, again including theologians and teachers, uh, conclude that therefore the coming of the Lord cannot be soon. It cannot be soon because it takes time for all these things to take to happen. But my dear friends, this is nothing but sheer ignorance. God's sense of time is different from ours. So Paul, in this letter to the Thessalonians, the one we've just read, says, do not be ignorant. Friends, no Christian should be ignorant about the events we are talking about because it is all written in the Bible. And we have got the Holy Spirit as our teacher and uh, our helper to understand what is being said. Let us not allow ourselves to be ignorant of what God is saying in his word because we shall have no excuse if he comes and we are caught unprepared. Peter says, as much as, you know, Peter confirms what I've just said because he says, but beloved, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one thing, that one day, is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Second Peter 3.8. In any case, let us be reasonable. Jesus was and is a reasonable person. So, what would be the whole point in warning us and telling us to watch and to pray 
and to be on our guard unless he was coming soon, unless he was coming at unexpected, an unexpected hour. Clearly, Jesus warned us because he could appear anytime and he did not want us to be caught unprepared. Take, for example, um, he's teaching through the parable of the, of, of the ten virgins. Five were wise, five were foolish, and they all went together um, to attend a, a, a wedding banquet, but the bridegroom had not arrived, and, it took to, and he, he, he delayed quite a lot in his coming. And so uh, the, 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 the guests, you know, started dozing. They had carried with them lamps. Then at the most unexpected hour, at midnight, when everybody was asleep, there was the, 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 the shout that the bridegroom has arrived at last. And everybody woke up and they put on their lamps. But the five foolish girls found that they had not carried any extra oil. The lamps were almost going out. They couldn't, they couldn't get any from their friends, any oil from their friends. So they went to the shops to buy their own oil. When they came back, the bridegroom had already come in. The doors had been locked. And the feast was in full gear. And they knocked at the door, but nobody would open. And finally, the bridegroom said, I do not know you. I do not go you. I do not know you. What terrible words. What terrible words. What scary words. Friends, we have already seen, we have already talked about the warning of Mark chapter 13, 22 to 23, where Jesus warned, so be on your guard. And I have told you, I have told you, says the, the writer, I have told you everything ahead of time. So Jesus warned, be on your guard. I have told you everything ahead of time. So there's no reason, no excuse for any Christian, Bible-honoring Christian, they, uh, to be ignorant of the events that we are talking about. So be on your guard then, my dear friends. Let us all be on our guard. This is the attitude that every Christian should have, and therefore it is our take-home lesson this morning. One of my teachers um, advised us that even as we read our Bibles, we should also read our newspapers. Why? So that we may know about the events that are taking place at every corner of the world. And the news is full of wars and rumors of war, diseases and pestilences, and all those other signs, uh, you know, other things that appear to be similar to the signs that Jesus left with us. So let us not be caught of God. Let us not be caught sleeping. Therefore, these signs are not intended to make us careless, 
or to make us, uh, to, 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 to cause us to have, to wait in a state of laxity, you know? But they're intended to keep us awake on, on our feet, bags packed, ready to go. They are intended to, to, in, to intensify our expectation of Christ's return. Jesus said, now, when these things begin to take place, look up and raise your heads, for your redemption is drawing near, according to Luke 21, 28. Now, the signs are furthermore intended to keep believers from going astray, that no one leads you astray, Jesus says. Many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and they will lead many astray. Let us be careful, my dear friends, not to listen to every preacher, every so-called prophet, every so-called apostle. What is the, their character? Then, um, then Jesus also said, the signs are, I mean, uh, that, um, that we, we should not allow ourselves to be so busy, so occupied with the things of this world that we shall have, we have no time for Christ. The signs are therefore intended to make us intensify the preaching of the gospel and doing other works of God on earth. Yet, Jesus warned that at his coming, people will be too busy doing their own business to even take notice. It will be like Noah's time, he said, before the flood. People will be eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage and doing other things all this world. And so, what shall we say is our lesson? Number one, the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord, is imminent. It is likely to happen any time, perhaps it will be today. Our message, therefore, is wake up church. The time is near. No one knows the day or the hour, for he will come like a thief. Even as we speak, the Lord is standing at the door. That is the message of the scripture. Number two, the, the choice, um, the event will be a selective event in the sense that at his coming, according to scripture, all people will see him. That's number one. But even though all will see him, it is not all that will be taken to go with him and to live with him forever. It will be a selective event. The emphasis of scripture is that only those who are his will be taken with him. So, two women will be grinding corn, and one will be, one will be taken and one will be left behind. And two people will be sharing the same bed, one will be taken, the other will be left behind, and so on and so forth. Friends, therefore, let me Finish with, by asking this question, which one of these will you be? One who will be taken 
or one who will be left behind. My friends, nobody of sound mind will take number two as a choice. Being left behind should not be the choice of anyone who has had an exposure, who has been exposed to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Therefore, let us choose Jesus that we may live. Otherwise, we shall have chosen death and therefore we shall die. Amen? So I want to invite you who have not yet known Jesus Christ to come to him right now because he is available to you and to me through the Holy Spirit. You can talk to him right now. You can open your heart to him. You can open your mouth and say, Lord Jesus, I have heard your words and I know you are coming soon and you will, some will be taken, some will be left behind. I want to be one of those who will be taken by with you. I want to live with you in your everlasting kingdom. I confess my sins now. Please forgive me. Amen. And the transaction will be done. That is the prayer. But also let me pray for those who have been Christians and have backslidden. Do the same thing. Tell Christ I have sinned against you. Forgive me. And the transaction is completed. Amen. Why don't you do that just now? And God bless you. Amen.